0: What's up, man? <laughs> How you doing, Levi?
1: I'm doing okay.
0: Um, bro, bro, bro. I'm glad that you're here. It's a good day. This is, uh, this is booking season. This is like, for for me at least, this is like the time where I'm fielding calls, talking to clients, and, and I love it. I like the, because you get to like talk about what it is that you do and why and you're just like pushing, and it's like if you don't have an elevator pitch, then now's the time to have one. You know, now's the time to
1: get your pitch together.
0: Yeah, not that you want to be a a guy who pitches your weddings, but it's nice to be like, well, but this is why you're like, a
1: salesperson at
0: the end of the day. Yeah, you're making a sale. Like sometime I remember once I was at the table with like a mom and the bride and the groom, and you know, when the the mom's there, she might ask the question like, or the dad might say. Uh, why are you more expensive than most photographers or, you know, and to explain that to a dad, is a lot different than explaining it to a bride and groom because they probably just get it, you know? And so, so what do you say to the dad? Well, I first want to say, well, if you don't see the difference, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't think you can say that. Uh, But you know, you, it's not that you make it up. There should be a difference. Um, And, you know, I I think it's different for every couple, but for me, it's just it's like it's the artistry. It's like, well, like I go far and above to make sure you have the best photos possible. But you know, blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> but it is one of those things that art is priced at a very art can be ridiculous because it's so subjective. It's
1: so subjective.
0: And so, if it if it costs enough for you, then. Then it is enough if you know what i mean if if there's two cars and or let's go with two paintings and one makes you feel a certain way and the price tag is ten thousand dollars and the cheaper one is two thousand dollars now everyone knows that they might be the same amount of materials and but one makes you feel a certain way yeah and that's that and or you know or the art curator put a little bit of more you know put a little bit more wait upon a certain one therefore it costs more or whatever but have you you've seen exit through the gift shop right
1: i haven't actually that's the banksy movie right
0: yeah it's the one where banksy uh close your ears if you're out there listening and you don't want to hear what because i'm gonna spoil it but i'm not gonna spoil it spoil it but yeah no i'm gonna spoil it uh where banksy is like this guy is trying to make a film about banksy and banksy kind of lets him in but then through the film, Banksy realizes that the guy is more interesting or just kind of weird, like the guy filming him. He's like, who is this guy? So Banksy takes over the film, the documentary, and starts making a documentary about the guy who's making (laughs) a documentary about him. It's so wild. But towards the end of the movie, um, that guy who was filming Banksy starts making art like Banksy or just by his own art. And then... Uh, I can't remember his name. I think it's Mr. Universe or something like that. But at some point, Banksy says, Mr. Universe is a force of nature or whatever the guy's name is. Mr. Something is a force of nature. And that quote was picked up and put up on a billboard or something crazy in LA. Like like a lot of people saw the quote. And now that guy was selling pieces of whatever he was doing for $25,000. Like he just started making this random art of like, old TV stacked on each other. And some of it looked interesting, but since Banksy gave it the nod, right. it was now,
1: yeah.
0: you know? And so I, the nod in our industry is, unfortunately, I don't even think it's photographers. You know what I mean? Like the nod for a wedding photography would be like to be on the cover of brides or something, which mm. is great. I would, you know.
1: This, I, uh, this is really interesting to me. This, the nod, identifying the not and because I think it's, I think it varies in some capacity. Sure, but can, can, I'm just I'm just I'm just uh, interjecting because I think it's really
0: interesting. So continue. Well, yeah, both. I mean it's a conversation. <laughs> <idea. laughs> we're, we're both here, uh, but no, it's I like
1: you they well, like this monologue going, that's very interesting.
0: I'm curious. I don't. Uh, I did not know I was going to talk about this until <laughs> I started talking. This is not what <laughs> what I said I was going to talk about. Uh, but it is. I think it is kind of wild that like. Because, you know, we all have, like, our favorite photographers and, like, people who we think, you know, should be up there or, like, or who are leading the industry and things like that. And sometimes they are also the popular ones. But it's so hard to distinguish, especially with Instagram, when someone has, like, you know, 2,000 followers, but their work's good. But then you're like, is their work good? Right. You know what I mean? Like, because they haven't gotten the nod from society. So, therefore... That's yes, that is exactly what I, what I think is so interesting is
1: this, what do we trust to give quote unquote, the nod to people? Like, what are you, if, so, cause obviously a nod from Banksy is totally different than like a nod from like your mom. <laughs> like, his right, mom's like yeah, right. you're, it's like, that's the thing, same thing. I think we, I think we generally interpret something like an Instagram or a social following to be society as a whole endorses this product. When it, that's a very bad read on what actually it is. It's, it's people for sure, but it's, 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 and it's matters for sure. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't necessarily endorse the quality of something.
0: Yeah. But that's the problem because across time, uh, the nod does endorse the quality. Like if there's this really great painter and nobody knows him, No one's going to save his work. No one's going to give it the worth that it is. Uh, Maybe someone might see it and say, oh, after the fact, after he died, okay, okay, this is good. But someone had to say this was good. And so the understanding of that is so, like, you know, like, maybe Picasso wasn't the, you know, like, it's like maybe there was someone back then that was like, no, like, you know, like. (sighs) I think
1: about this whenever I go to an art museum and I look at art, that to me seems very generic, middle of the road. Oh, my gosh. It's the worst. And and I see, I know that I've had friends who've done art. And I've seen art, even like a guy at a park painting something or a woman at a park painting something. And I'm like, that, that painting looks amazing. I think that's really beautiful. And you look at this art that's more generic. It's like, how, who was the person that decided
0: that this was something that we should revere as being quality? The curator is king The curator is king, yeah. yeah. So if you go to a contemporary art museum and you look at the photography exhibit of like new age art, oh my gosh, it's one of the worst things that you'll ever see because... It's like I remember going to one here in town, a fancy exhibit, this thing blown up, you know, bigger than my TV, like huge, just this big image of a styrofoam plate on on some uh on some bleachers. Now, I feel like I probably shouldn't be talking bad about whoever this <laughs> photograph this is cuz they're way more famous than me, but I remember thinking, "Why is this art? Yeah. Why is this thing back here considered high-end contemporary art. Like, it was up there as a piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, it, it's... I've... Obviously, I've thought about that for quite a while and quite a bit, and it it is so, like, jarring to me because the picture was not great. Mm-hmm. The picture was of, like... It wasn't even edited well. It was it just trash. The lines it. weren't mm-hmm. even, you know, straight. And so... There's obviously there's this idea of ugly beauty, of trying to show the world uh, the beauty that you see and then trying to make something beautiful or photographing something that is ugly or just photographing things for the sake of photographing things. But at some point, some art curator said we need to have this as it connected with them. And we need to have this as the mainstay of our exhibit. You know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't any, I remember thinking, and what's, what I hate about it is that I remember it. Like, I remember the picture, like, yesterday, you know, it was just trash. And but I was I th- like, why I, is this in my mind? Yes, and I
1: think, that's why I think it's so hard, is like, you may not, the curator's voice is lost in the actual display of the curation. Meaning, the curator might be like, the curator might be thinking, this is actually... Compelling because it doesn't make sense to me, and I want people to like. And maybe they have a thought where it's like, you know what, we're going to use this as a piece because it's going to disrupt people's mentalities of what art could be. Maybe they think it's trash, but yeah. like, but this is going to look. It's going to make people remember this the exact moment you're having right now. Of course, and may, so but the curators, but what you assume the curators thinking is that this is the ultimate of what art should be, therefore it's here. And it may not be, that may not be their thought. It may not be there because of that Sure, I
0: see what you're saying. So the curator curator might be playing chess with me, trying to say, hey, look, like this can be art. And I think that is the job of a curator, is to expand our boundaries um, about what art is and and what it can be. Like, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to take pictures of trash. And and I, I see it in some wedding photographs, uh, uh, Eric for a long time on his website Eric Clausen. he had this picture of um, uh, on the, of a glass of wine that had spilled on the dance floor and how like the the, uh, the spill like the, the wine sort of spread over the wood grain mm-hmm. and the way he edited it was really interesting and so uh, he might still have that picture up on his website but it was compelling and yeah. it told a story and it, but it was an accident it was trash but and it's not normal. It's not normal wedding photography. But he was like compelled by the image, and obviously, it's so much more romantic when I when I'm talking about it. But if you look at it, it's like, oh, that's that's his art, and right. that's that's interesting. And I'm I'm cool with that being art. I, I feel like we do put ourselves in a box in the industry. We're like, oh, art must be this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it can be so many other things. Um, anyway, I don't I don't know. I know that. I've talked about uh, punctum and stadium and those like other ideas of of beauty and how like some beauty is just you know what art we perceive it what pierces us as a photographer and then there's this like overall idea of what pleases the masses you know like a, like the puppies or the, the pretty people in the mountains or whatever it it is made to appeal the masses um, just wondering where when. I, I guess in my mind at some point there will be a shift in like the overall appeal since wedding photography is so saturated with pictures of pretty people. Mm-hmm. At some point will the voices of the photographers ring even louder and it's like, listen, this is it's more important to go to a fine dining restaurant where you might not understand everything. Or there's a reason Gordon Ramsay Cost so much money, or any other chef costs so much money. It's not because he can make a really amazing hamburger, which he can. Right. but he can also like expand your mind around what food can be or around what a photograph can be. <coughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think
1: there is the the art piece of it there should be a piece of compelling you to question. Which is why I think I'm fascinated by art, and why I think even like food is art it's, to me so interesting. Because if you have a phenomenal meal, but it's complicated, it definitely makes you think about it. Like I, I think I mentioned, we went to um, uh, I forget the name of the restaurant now. But it's Pasol,
0: from, Wait, where are you from? From Alain Passard, huh? Oh, okay. Uh, in
1: uh, in Paris, uh, Arpege. Yeah. And the food was confusing and complicated and interesting, and it was good. It was tasty and flavorful, but also very. You, very different mm-hmm. but like now it's been what three years later we still talk about our meal at Arpege because it was like this really maybe we could be built up to it be one thing and it was different and it was just but it was this very like artsy experience but was it your favorite meal?
0: no ever? no no absolutely not not even close it's interesting yeah you know like that's what I'm saying is should should the artist forego appealing to everyone for the sake of I don't know like for the sake of their art like like should should the best meal that you've ever had could it could it have been the best meal if it was artistically done and also amazing and it tasted amazing and that's what i'm that's my right. is where like there's a fine line between oh it's just art you need to just understand it and yes also give me all your money you know between that and it's beautiful and it tastes really good. Also, give me all your money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, where's the? There's a difference, especially in wedding photography. It's mm-hmm. like the artist might not have that appeal, but to the people who connect with it, they will pay whatever it costs. Right. They must have it. And then the people who, who just want pretty pictures, they will also pay whatever right. it costs, but more for a name almost. Not not necessarily that that's not good. I don't want people to think that I'm dogging like, like, what. The masses do for or what the masses love, like let's say the most you know popular photographer is Jose Villa, right? maybe let's just say sure, for a wedding photography. Yeah. and I don't actually think his work is rep is easily replicated. It's really, really artistic and really, really hard, but people try to replicate mm-hmm. it so much that it seems like someone might lose. What Jose Villa does in the masses, but Jose Villa's work is insanely good. Yeah. You know, but now the masses, it's like, oh, let's try to copy this thing and have tried to like emulate him, but are just making pretty pictures, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Or, you know, buying his presets. I don't know if he sells presets. He does sell presets. He does? Yeah. Have you bought them?
1: Um, you, I have not. that's a yes. I know. I have not that's bought, a yes. You bought the preset when no, I was just, working. The yeah. People I was working with white memory. They have the presets No, they so, haven't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I had to play with them,
0: which is fine. You know, I'm not saying anything bad about it. I like that artistic. We should have Jose Jose via on the pod. We should have him on the pod. Let's do. Him, let's try to get him for our fiftieth episode. All right. Ooh, yes. I met his husband at uh, Joe Serato. Yeah, yeah. I met him at uh hmm. At uh what's that thing that happens in February? WPPI. Wppi. Yeah, Yeah, we're all at a bar, and he was like, "Hey, man, will you pass me my drink?" <laughs> I think I was like, "No, no, it was me." That's what I, <laughs> I said that to him. I didn't know who he was. I was like, uh, "Hey, what's up, man?" And he's like, "Hey," and I was like, "Hey, will you pass me that drink." I'm <laughs> He was like, sure. And I was like, thanks. And, and then somebody was like, that's Joel Serrano. I, like, I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. And, then, and I didn't know who he was at the time. But anyway, that's the end of my story. <laughs> uh, he's a really cool guy, though, both of them. Um, yeah, I don't even, he, they probably won't remember me. But anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we, just, we were talking about She's a lot of rambling things, but about the art. I don't know, the 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 relationship between curation and art. Well, that's that's I, I think all this stuff is good, but I think it helps to ha- be grounded in more realistic, tangible things. I think a lot of people are like you said in booking season, booking weddings, and what and maybe let's bring it home to more of a a more a situation that we're all kind of in. Do you you could, do you have a, a booking situation you're in right now that reflects some of those things or? No. Okay. All right. No, Wait. Then.
0: Do you? Um. I just thought about it I was, as we were as I started talking. I was actually like, there's something oh else man. you want to talk about. I wasn't sure how it related. Oh, you're trying to segue me into. I was trying what to help we we you segue, about. but yeah. but I thought I also thought they were related, and it turns out they're not. <laughs> they're not related whatsoever. Okay. Well, hold on. They're not,
1: they're not, <laughs> then I will talk about what I was going to talk about. All
0: right. How about you talk about what you were going to.
1: <laughs> this is actually a segway, cause I I've been thinking about this a lot. So, this does cat, it kill it if we say segue? Does it mess it up, or does it? I don't think our,
0: our listenership is worried at this, about At this point uh, in time, they're worried about, like, the... <laughs> if they're still listening to this, they're yeah. like, nah, you guys can say Segways the, as often as you'd yeah. like.
1: I would love to ride a Segway, too, as well, speaking of Segways. you would never ridden I've a you have never segway. ridden a
0: Segway. You know, personal uh, transportation devices, like those little Segways mm-hmm. and, like, the little one wheels, are on the rise. Like, people are really into them. There's, like, little clubs of them that in each city where they just ride around on one wheels and they're all friends and it's kind of cool it's just yeah I'm a, the one wheels are like off road capable as well too yeah I'm not gonna do that
1: yeah the one wheels kind of freak me out a little bit yeah um okay back to back to my segue here so um I had a couple reach out to me this past Sunday
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh uh hillary's taking a nap autumn was taking a nap and so i was like oh they like said hey here's a number you can call us so i called them right away i was like hey so i know you emailed me like two minutes ago but i actually have a chance to talk right now let's let's chat um and so they were reaching out about a their destination wedding and it was a referral from a from a a friend of theirs um i actually wasn't able to shoot their friend's wedding some things kind of made that happen but i was like well i feel super honored that they would still reach out to me um and that, they, that couple is still prefer me, so they reach out to me. Their wedding is going to be um, an, an island chain in Europe, essentially like in the Atlantic, like a mm-hmm. beautiful island chain. Um, and they're going to be bringing out a lot of their friends and family, and it, and they themselves are a really great couple and have really great, you know, really great story themselves. And um, so, I, I at the towards the end of the call, I was just like, I'm want to put together a proposal because I'm uh, this is a whole other thing, but I'm I'm working to be better about like how I submit all my pricing and things for weddings. And I just had asked him, like, hey, like, do you guys have a budget in mind for photography? Um, and so, and he said, hey, like, we had had someone reach out to us, or we reached out to somebody, and they told us that they would do the wedding, um, all everything included, for
0: $3,000. Are they here? Local?
1: This couple is local. They live actually in Colorado. No, I mean, but the photographer, person... the photographer, I, I think, is also, I don't know where they're at. Okay. Um, but yeah. I know it's not, they're not local to that location. It's crazy. And I was like, and immediately I was like, oh, dang, like, I, okay, well, We'll just like I'll put together my proposal, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I went through it, put together my proposal, and I, I'll just be like, I, I feel fine to be on the podcast. That guy, my lowest pricing option was 7500 and my highest one was 9500 mm-hmm. I basically gave him two options and um, said, hey, here's, here's what, based on what I'm hearing from you, here's what I think you would, you would need. Um, and... And, you know, I heard from the next day, I said, hey, you know, thanks so much. We really love your work. But like, you know, it's unfortunately it's not in the budget. Sure. Um, I was like, "That's really fun. Like, it, but it got me thinking about this idea of, um, and I don't know who done a booking, and but I feel like there's a good chance that they'll probably likely want to spend around three 3000 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was saying, like, I was doing the math and the location and, and looking up flights and whatnot. And it was going to cost for me and a second photographer if I brought a second, like, probably close to 3000
0: Total, so total for yeah. travel, for travel, yeah. For travel,
1: yeah. Sure. And I was thinking that like, hey, like hey, I know like I was actually thinking, like yeah, seven and a half for me is like I'd like to actually maybe bid it closer to nine or ten for my mm-hmm. lowest option. But like, but I know that we can do a lot of other commercial projects out in this region if we if we got the jobs. And like, yeah, it's it'd be a segue for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got me thinking about that like with this other photographer who. Basically, it was like gonna probably take a loss on the wedding overall. Like the mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know how you guys can make it out there and do the work for and make any money. And they had even told a couple outright, like, hey, we're, it's kind of like we want we want it in our portfolio, essentially. Um, sure. And it got me thinking about this idea of curation and what's being put out there and what we sh- what we show and what we are trying to sell. Because I I was thinking, I'm like this photographer, whoever they are, like they. Um, might be – I'm curious if, like, they just want to trip out of it, just want to travel. Do they think it's going to get them more work? Because I was thinking, like, if – I have a pretty strong destination portfolio, and I'm having a hard time getting booked for destination weddings like that because people don't want to pay. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if you do this wedding for $3,000, it's very likely you'll actually book – another way like it's again ever at full price plus full travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you're never going to be able to sh- actually build a sustainable career out of doing this. So it got me thinking about this ultimately the curation basically, What are we showing? And cuz if it's for portfolio, it's for showing and what is the currency and return of that? So for example, if you are a photographer self-curating by saying, "Hey, I want to have x y or z location in my portfolio to show people so they will hire me for those things." Um, and it it was just trying to think through that thing saying, what do people expect out of these situations? What do they actually get out of them? Like what's the, what's the inspiration, what's the reality and what's the perception? Because I, I seem like am like, my decision feed is pretty curated, but it's also, yeah, it's not, am it's harder for me to book like $8,000 weddings with travel, like because people would rather pay because anywhere that's exotic, people want it, will do for free essentially. right. Um, no, so so I guess like what I was talking but it comes back to like the booking process, you mentioned booking at the beginning of the episode here, and I was thinking about booking and curation and the ultimate like, what are you convincing and what is the bottom? What does it come down to? Is what, when it comes down to brass tacks, is it coming down to numbers, money, um, experience experience, like what is the actual thing on the table?
0: Yeah, and, and I think you're 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 calling attention to so many things because there are so many different currencies that someone values. right. Right. And so all of them are true. I don't think that it's like, I think one, if you value experience and all that, you might hurt the industry. Like, you know, now people are like, oh, I can just fly someone out for $3,000 and work, you know, and get someone to shoot the wedding and I don't have to pay a lot of money. And then they have the experience of traveling. But that only lasts so long. As we heard Ben say, you know, like, that's not actually you experiencing it. You're going out to work and you're, you know, and so that will fade eventually and you're, you're not going out with your friends and, you know, there is part of it still though, that it's like, well, you still are there for sure, you know? And so if you haven't experienced my first time to China was, I don't, was shooting a wedding Mm -hmm. and we went to the great wall and I was shooting, but I remember it and it was, it was still fairly magnificent. Um, now, at the end of the day, I remember, and, and this is probably the worst, example, worst thing for me to say, but when I was first starting out, there was a couple who wanted me to go to Mexico. Bro, I shot that wedding at like 2500 for for everything included. And No, I think they had to pay, pay, pay for my flight and my hotel But that also included an album, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, you know, like thinking back on it now. I mean, I was like, oh, what was I thinking? But knowing that photographer, and I don't know the photographer, but maybe they had no other choice. Maybe that's their only wedding. Maybe you know. And so, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they have some other way, and it sucks. And so, I think at some point, and this is what I'm hoping, especially talking about art, is that at some point your your art. Will start differentiating you so much, which I think it already does. But sometimes people just don't have the money. Right. But I think hopefully your art will differentiate you from all the people who were just taking pictures at weddings. Right. At weddings, sometimes it it'll make sense for like, you know, for a client once they find you because I know you've had clients like this. You've had them where. They will pay as much as they have to right. have you at their wedding. They will change their wedding date. They will because your work is so unique. Mm-hmm. It's so you know, and so it's interesting that that is a thing. Getting in front of those clients and get having them find right. you is that's your other, work
1: exactly. Right. Well, that's I guess like it's like this. I think this duality of marketing and and I think this is what I think is this is, I guess where I'm I'm wrestling with internal line this is is. All the things we, talk, we we were mentioning, like, you know, pretty people in beautiful locations. After shooting more commercial work, I'm like, it makes me wonder, like, are these little more than just advertisements? <laughs> like, it, what is it different than an advertisement? Sure. And obviously for that couple, it's a real experience. I'm not saying like that their wedding or whatever isn't isn't meaningful in any way, but I'm saying like, when we have this content, it's essentially like, it's like you're getting, like an ad you're campaign. Pay, yeah, you're Basically, yeah. Like you're, getting an, like you're getting paid to make an ad campaign. Sure. Um
0: which which listen man it's not wrong it works right. it no, works I, I, if I, you listen if you go not that all the feature sites don't feature people you know they may feature everything but if you go to these feature sites the, the curators of wedding photography the people who run brides or whatever mm-hmm. magazine they want pretty people with lots of money right. with luxurious weddings to show, you know, and there's a section where they'll show DIY weddings, but it's still like they're showing off money. It's not like, right. it's not just like, oh, this, every once in a while it's a backyard wedding or the photographer was so good that he made it look like a lot of money, right. you know, but that's unfortunately the way that it is right. in the in the world of features. There are a couple sites that... I think are a little bit more artistic forward or photography forward, but the masses might not, uh, you know, it might not appeal to the masses. And so you're right. It I, is advertising. What
1: I think that I'm trying to like, is like, I think we have been so inundated with advertising that we don't, I think even recognize an ad when we see one. Meaning hmm. that like, if we see something, and again, like obviously that's the whole point of making amazing content is people see the content and want to engage with it. But I'm, I guess it's just like, I'm just, I think I was being in this room, like man, like when you have all the things, like, like a brand, like the North Face, would pay fifty to hundred grand to put together this campaign to mm-hmm. like make to sell more jackets, and um, and you basically it's the exact same concept more or less. But you know you're getting paid to to do it, and you, and then you have this. And just I'm just thinking through the idea of like advertising no, it's, and marketing. I guess like right it's such an book,
0: interesting thought. Like the, we we get paid to do ad, you know it's all bundled in there. Right. You know to do advertising for our own brand. But at the same time, we're giving a product, right. you know, so it's not like that's all we're doing, you know, but I think that's my, that's my thing about social media is like, I post these stories and I, I want people to see the, the deeper side of it, but I also, I post photos that I'm proud of, right. and, you know what I mean? And there's a brand and I have to, you know, and so it's, yeah. it is a struggle for me as well. Um, Because what the worst thing is that you would think about this couple, and think, oh, you need to do advertising or something. But I don't think, I don't think the masses. I think someone who is fine with Applebee's shouldn't be paying for, you know, Chef Ramsay anyway. They don't know the difference. If they see that other person's work, and they see your work. And they don't know the difference, then unfortunately they should pay three thousand dollars. Like, it's just the. I hundred percent. No, I yeah. not and,
1: and what's crazy though is like, I don't know the photographer, but there's a there's a probably a more likely chance than not that their work is actually really
0: amazing and really phenomenal, and that they like. I make, doubt that, man. To be getting paid three thousand dollars to go overseas uh, to a wedding I, to maybe book at a loss, They're, they they are not valuing themselves to get a loss think, on a wedding. That's, I think, a, that's I horrible.
1: Think, I, yeah, but I think that's pretty common. And so again, here's here's the thing that was that was really interesting is like when we were in Mexico City, we ate at Pujol, food was great. We also ate at street vendors, also had some amazing food across both both spectrums. Like, sure, we paid a lot of money for Pujol, had really good food, we paid. Almost nothing for the street food. Had really good food. There was like there was something delicious for every price point in between. Sure. in between, and I thought that was really interesting as well too. Is that like it comes down to um, people's preferences and what they enjoy, what they like, or what they or what they um, in or what they know that their money is going towards. For, for example, at Pujol, they had like amazing experience. They uh, our um, our server was incredibly knowledgeable about. Both the local cuisine as well as uh, cuisines from different regions of Mexico, and we had really great insights into things around Mexico City. It was they were just like overall phenomenal service, um, and obviously, if you go to the, the taco stand on the street, um, you're not gonna get the service. But that's part of what you're paying for when you go to Pujol. You, you expect those things. Sure, I think that's part of the thing too. Is like you can still have an amazing final product based on, regardless of the price, but there probably is going to be things in in the intermittent and the in between period that also. Um, Come on with that. Maybe that's like client. Maybe it's expectation management. Maybe that's care. Maybe it's communication. Things like that that go along with that
0: journey. No, I think there's. I think there's so much that we don't do uh, that. Pajol does. Mm-hmm. I don't think Evan. I think we talked about this. Maybe not. But just the idea of talking to our clients even while we're shooting, photographing them uh, about how we're photographing mm-hmm. them, or why we're doing this, or explaining the process or the history. Of the imagery, or even when we give the collection back to them, you know, being a little bit more intentional about the why behind each image yeah. or just the story or anything anything that defines our visual language we sort of stop short sometimes because we don't know, right? Because we're just trying to make cool pictures and we just give them to them. But I think that crafting a more elevated experience is part of why they should pay us more. Right. But if they don't know that, Then, you know, even if you talk to them on the phone and you're like, hey, you guys are cool. Yeah, I'll come out there. Yeah, that'd be fun. All of a sudden, even that phone call hasn't crafted an experience of what you're actually offering. Right. On your phone call, you have to at least, you have to, when you're selling them, it is, it's an elevator pitch, but it's longer. But you have to sell them on the same thing Peugeot does to you is like. Listen, this is why this experience is going to be so much different right. than the street taco. Right. And you can even tell them, listen, you're going to get pretty pictures from the street taco guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, you know, you're going to get pretty pictures from the street taco guy. But X, Y, and Z. Show that, you know, especially if you have a meeting in person. Right. Like, but you're not going to get this. This is why you people choose me because of... Image, right? And yeah, I was talking to Adam the other day. He's like, bro, people are crying, uh, you know, looking through the images because he's such a storyteller with his imagery. Mm-hmm. And so when he has a couple in person, he'll just he'll talk about the reason this photograph mean meant so much or mean so much to the couple in the photograph. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll say, oh, well, Mama Jean had just come around the corner and they, he didn't see this. And he'll talk about imagery so intensely but he that's how he shoots right. and so the image the imagery also tells a story and then phew, tears he sold them you know what i mean but it's it's the reality of of his of, of the client's experience yeah. is that he doesn't let it go at like yeah you guys seen the work you like the work okay cool um how much would it be let's see okay how, what's your budget you know he's not just like street taco street taco he's right. like let's craft let me tell you about Mm -hmm. the history of photography and then why, and then, oh. And so I think we stop short of doing that in so many areas. We can do it when we're talking, when we're on the phone. We can do it while we're shooting. We can do, you know, whatever. That makes sense. But we actually have to sit down and write that out. We have to, like, be serious about it. We have to be worth the seven grand. Right. And we have to let them know. Or else it's literally just them deciding with the pictures. Right and they'll never and it's, know it's
1: not yet yeah, and that's not enough so it's just these, yeah not these, saying that you didn't do that no, 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 i don't no, no, know no. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, no, these are things that are i think as booking season is upon us it reminds me though that there is so much more on, at the table and at the conversation than just are the photos good or they're not good it's like what's the experience what's the marketing approach what's the plan what's the vision cast being cast what is what does things look like uh on the outside and um, those things I think they all go into a and, and knowing that too is like that just like I won't win every client you are likely not every client's for you if you sure. you know if you want to buy a Rolex watch but you have 400 bucks you're not going to pop in a Rolex store and you're not going to buy gonna, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how much you like them it's like yeah like I just can't drop even if six you six have 10,000
0: 10, or however you know even if you have 64,000 dollars and you want to go with a Patek Philippe watch you know, which, mm-hmm. listen, if you ever want to buy me a present, you could buy me a Patek Philippe. But but let's say you want to do that. And you went into both stores. Yeah. And the salesman sold you on, you know, on a tag Heuer watch. Yeah. And he was like, listen, this is why. You might go with a $25,000 watch and save your money. You might just be like, like oh. And the Patek Philippe guy might, might be like, listen, the name. Look at Patek Philippe. It's amazing. But if they don't talk to you about the mechanics of the watch or about the, you know, the movement and everything that's behind the history, you might not even see the, you know, you might not see the difference. And so I think we have to educate them. We have to say, this is why. Right. And
1: okay. And I think this is, that's actually a really good illustration. I think too. One of the things I was trying to get at, I don't think I got that very well, is that there is, there's always though that, that impetus where whether or not someone knows or doesn't know the mechanic, those things at some point become irrelevant to a point if you look at the brand and you're saying okay you where, like yeah like it's recognized but Patek Philippe is a very well established name and brand like you know there's a certain level of uh, like allure to luxury to that that it does not other places and I'm imagine that same thing with if you look and so instead of taking, having dollar signs there drop it down to like social currency which is like follower counts on Instagram maybe this photographer with 3,000 followers Amazing experience, amazing collection, amazing photographs. You know, maybe you actually like their photographs better. But then there is this other person with whatever fifty-five thousand followers on Instagram. Photos you like, you still like the photos. Still, like all the, all the stuff is still the same. But you actually like the one that's less popular better. I think there is this element of like social currency saying, well, if it's if they have this much thing, and I think that's where I get, get kind of getting at with this is that there is this element of saying um, as you that there are so many more things at play and looking at,
0: at those factors like that, that social currency, bro, even just Instagram followers alone, how many times have you looked at a follow? You know, we've talked about it in the beginning, but looked at one and they're like, Oh, they have a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. You don't look at their engagement mm-hmm. unless you're really looking at it. I think okay. we look at the engagement and we're like, Oh, they don't have any engagement. They bought their followers. Mm-hmm. But I don't think everybody does that. Yeah. They're just like, oh, look at my photographer. Oh, he- yeah. I remember I was there at the wedding, shooting the wedding. And the bride said to the bridesmaid, look at his Instagram. And the instant she looked at uh, the Instagram. And it was like in her head she couldn't keep herself from saying, oh, he doesn't have that many followers or something like that. And that, But she wasn't talking to me. I just heard it. Yeah. And then she was like. She didn't look at it, my engagement, of course, yeah. and she was like, "Look at this other photographer who has, you know, that I know that has sixteen thousand followers." She just said it, and yeah. I was like, well, oh, I don't want to be shooting." You, you know, yeah. I I loved the the bride. The bride was mine, like that. That's my wedding. Right. But the bridesmaid, she thinks I think like the masses, right. and I was just like, I remember being feeling just like, oh, I wish I had bought some followers before this, <laughs> so she, you know, because she sees worth in that social currency, right? And it's so legit. If she sees the worth, mm-hmm. then it's legitimate, right?
1: Well, I think even with so Josh and I are talking with this with set and just like because right now we you know we launched set earlier this year, but we haven't really got deep into it until like the summertime. We have like just shy of five hundred followers on Instagram. It's not a ton of followers, but like Josh and I individually have. I think I have like you know over ten, and Josh is like eleven. And Josh gets his up for like influencer stuff, and it's just like man, people just trust influencers quote
0: unquote influencer it's yeah. a legitimate it. market now yeah, it's ridiculous it is. And,
1: and i was actually listen, i think um i was listening to something i'm, I'm trying to i just I, I think i saw a random post on facebook that was about it was just a random article about some things and one person had commented and said like hey we live in the era of um influencer economics saying like hey if if you are like the influencer marketplace is the market share for marketing so if you don't like that sucks to be you but that's the way it works sure. and i was like holy crap they're right like it doesn't matter how much how much you like or dislike it like that's just what works. just like watching car commercials between whatever your favorite show on tv is going to be like you may say yeah this sucks who's going to buy a car for watching it doesn't it still works it's like, oh yeah I, and it's like you
0: know uh was it was it in that uh lincoln mdx uh commercial you know? mcconaughey yeah, yeah. And he's like all right all right all right uh, you know he's just talking all serious I love those <laughs> commercials. i like Oh, it's like, oh wow, that's such like, an experience. <laughs> and um, but I think that's
1: the thing is like just kinda of knowing I think there was this Elma I think a lot of people like myself for a long time pushed back, like I don't wanna be a part of like that movement but it's like yeah that's it's not a, the hipster
0: thing to do right. to like, it's like
1: pfft, that's where it's at and sure. so i think there's this element of like knowing saying okay hey, like we are in this market and so like even with a set we're like well to really get bigger jobs and serious people we have to have a bigger following because that's the, what people look at and it doesn't matter how good your work is if you don't have an audience like or don't or if you, people don't think you have an audience they think less of you and one thing that's in is like certain brands will reach out knowing that there is personal brands like that where you can post stuff on your own feed or stories and they're like yeah we'll get like a lot more not only will we get good content but we'll get in front of we we'll get free advertisement out of it essentially yeah and I think, that's a, I think and I think brands are hiring people with audiences because they
0: also get it not ha- only yeah. they, they get
1: the content they get the free marketing
0: I remember Kevin Hart got flack cuz he was in a movie and they uh they he in the advertising for the movie they were getting giving him flack for not posting about the movie on his Instagram and he came back and was like y'all didn't That wasn't part of the deal. Like I don't have to do that. I've worked really hard on making, you know, growing my followers. And I don't have to, unless you pay me to do it, I don't have to do it. Something along those lines. And it was like, man, it's a legitimate thing. Yeah. It really is. And so I don't know. There's no way for me to say it's not worth it because a planner... A planner too, who who can be the gateway to mm-hmm. so many weddings, and that's sort of how I run my business. But they could look at my Instagram too and not look at the followers because mm-hmm. they don't have time, you know, and then just be like, "No, oh, he doesn't. He's, it's not going to help me. It's not." They might go with the person whose work is less artistic or less great. If we're talking about, you know, what what the reality. No, I'm just kidding, but. But you know what I mean, they'll go with the followers and I know I know planning photographers who have bought followers mm-hmm. legitimately just purchased them and then have emailed the the planners and like, hey, look, I've been working on this. It's working and I've people are really liking the work. Check out my Instagram. you know, I've literally seen the email like I'm like, oh, it's like that like people sell themselves based on that. and i I'm over here hoping that. I could sell myself based on the art, right. but, but that number is such a thing. It's a it's a currency. It yeah. legitimately is, and so I don't know that uh, I don't know that it'll change unless Instagram does that thing where they're just like you can't see people's followers. Well,
1: they're they're starting to t- t- um, test that out in Australia and New Zealand, I think, for a couple.
0: Yeah, I remember hearing about it, so, but I don't know. I mean, why would they do it? What what would it help Instagram unless it I like, don't know. At least, unless it like. Helps with societal pressure and all that. It might, it might uh, be just
1: like a society move. Um, I
0: don't know. I don't, I don't know. know that. I think if they do that, there'll be another version of Instagram that's like. <laughs> Someone's gonna fill that gap in real quick. Yeah, like, real quick. Yo, you all want some of that social yeah. currency? We'll make yeah. it for you. Here Come you know. right here. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give you your number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy.
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, do you use Visco, the Visco app, for like actually posting to their feed? No. So I d I r re- don't really either. But that's one of the things Visco's always done is never had there's really no there's a feed but there's no number uh, there's number attached to it. And you're mm. just like, yeah. But Visco's dude Visco's a five hundred million dollar company.
0: That's crazy. Yeah,
1: their subscriptions are twenty bucks a person, uh, for a year. And so if you like I mean, I don't know, I'd literally do the math right for right the skins. Now. For the yep, for all the um, presets. For all the presets. So that's basically probably twenty five million active users that they have Ballpark 25. Wait, do to they 30. not sell
0: other things? No,
1: they just need all their presets, everything. They're only on the mobile app now. So they probably have tw- 20 to 30 pay- million
0: paying people to use their app. That can't be so. Really? Yeah. Million? Million. They don't have any other products? Not as far as I know. That's crazy. So what
1: that means though is like, hey, there's that feed and you can get notoriety. But It's just like things like that too. It's like, I'm like, when's the last time I posted on Visco? And I know Visco's um, not coming under heat, but getting a lot of like, uh, The Visco Girl memes and stuff coming out. There's like a whole. um, It's not. There's no like. There's no scandal with it. Just funny. Like that. Because a lot of like
0: teenage girls use Visco. Oh, a lot of teenage girls just Mm. use their skins. Yeah, use their their presets and things. And so, why? What's the? It's just a joke.
1: It's it's, it's better just like a a life. It's basically like a life. Like um stereotype put into a, a meme format of visco girl. I see. But all I just say is like, but it's like, hey, like I'm not posting a visco. Like, if there's 25, 30 million people who are focused on art and art integrity, like maybe I'd be getting better. Like, if I posted consistently to visco, maybe there'd yeah. be more stuff going on there. I mean, it's just like, I just that's what I'm saying. It's like there's just like the complexity and how it all works out is just very sure. We only have
0: one window into that world, right. and it's not uh like I don't use a visco platform at all. But I've known people who work for them and who curate for them and all that, and they you know they're legitimate artists yeah. you know so it's, it's such an interesting Same, yeah. thing um talking about Carter remember to his I don't together? know oh I don't know Carter Hell I yeah. just went to his wedding yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, re- I remember that you were just like hey you want to go to a wedding I was like sure it was, it was like a <laughs> Wednesday yeah it was just, just, like up. Of them. just <laughs> <laughs> only black guy at his wedding actually, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true I just uh, shout out
1: to you Carter Moore if you also don't follow Carter's work Carter is actually a phenomenal photographer um
0: Oh, actually. So, yeah. Actually. Uh, bro, let's Contrary a- to popular no. <laughs> belief. <Yeah. laughs> I did that earlier in the year and I felt actually. bad about it. It's like, he's actually really good. <laughs> I don't mean to say it like that. But, bro, let's take a quick break and come back and we'll talk about something else that's interesting. Uh, I said it was going to be interesting. Let's make this boring. <laughs> boring not as the ex- possible. Nothing
1: uh, response I was expecting. Yeah.
0: Dude, what if... It's... Uh, so, I have, con- I have a client right now who I think their wedding is going to be so dope. I think it's going to be so fun. But they... Uh, I don't normally have people ask me about... Excuse me. About my contracts. Like, it's very rare that someone's like, hey, what about this? What about this? What about... You know? And sure. I'm like, mm, okay. And so, I don't... In turn, I don't talk through my... I don't even look at it. I probably haven't looked at it in, like, two years, because it's the same contract. I just change a couple things, and I don't have any... uh, I don't have any need to redo it or anything. Uh, Luckily, my sister is my lawyer, She's and she does contract law, so I had, you know... That's convenient. They were asking me all these questions um, about, like, jurisdiction. They are like, well... Because on the end of it, it's like, oh, we're liability it seems it says that uh, jurisdiction and venue will be in uh, the the couples in in New York, but I my business is based here. They're like, well, says it'll be if there's any sort of litigation, it'll be in uh, Denver, Colorado. And I was like, yeah, uh, that's where my business is based. But they were like, well, the majority of the work will be performed in New York. So can we change the jurisdiction and venue? And I was like, well, I got to talk to my lawyer. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I have no idea. And so talked to my sister. She was like, no if you uh, avail yourself of another, uh, of, uh, if you avail your business to a different court system, Mm -hmm. then it, it also gives precedence for any other litigation in any other place to you, to not have your business be based in Colorado. And so you're subject to whatever the laws of that state state would be. would be. And so New York state might be more lenient or more stringent upon, uh, upon small businesses mm-hmm. and maybe the clients know that or something like that. She was just trying to explain to me why right. she it would be a better idea to keep it in Colorado. In Colorado so that all the laws and everything are Colorado you don't have to worry about you know any other thing. And I was like, "Okay, mm, sure, you know." And so I told them that they're cool. My clients are dope, but uh, it just got me thinking about like the different elements in my contract and what I care about like it asks me about um, and, and why they're in there, they ask me about copyright stuff and, you know, they're like, Oh, what, do, you know, we want to use some of the images for, uh, like our personal websites if we have businesses and that's not, uh, you can't do that per the contract I unless I give you written consent. Uh, but I was like, Oh, do I care about that? And my sister was like, listen, you, you do up to the point of like. Uh, like what if they start a photography businesses, you know, a photography business, and you give them rights to your right. images, right? Therefore, they can use your Im- their your images as their own on their photography. So, in the clause, you have to write that it, it excludes any sort of business that is a photo business or mm-hmm. or anything that might compete, uh, you know, things like that. So, then I had to think through that. I was like, okay, cool. How, and then obviously, she can help me with the language, but. Uh, I just thought it was like, oh, I definitely don't think about contracts, but I also never have to worry about them. Right. My clients are... I've never, you know, had anyone sue me or anything like that, so my clients are happy. Um, but it is something that we all do. We all still sign contracts. Right. Uh, are there any things in yours that are, like, non-negotiable? Or you've had different contracts, too, with Set. I'm sure you guys have to change things yeah. or look at them yeah. differently. Or
1: I mean, there was... There was a lot... Yeah, so we... Um, we are possibly going to be working with this uh, the partner f- for doing some sales uh, for us to do revenue sharing, and they sent us a contract that was like had some things in there where we kicked back like, like yeah we're not going to sign us. So mm. one of the things sometimes you'd be like giving them percentages of the jobs that they would bring us, and one of the things they had in there was like that they would um they they would be able to look at our books like a like across the board like hey we want to see if we request that we want to have access to your books. we're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Like, we're not going to just give you access to our books. So things like that, like, we had to, like, slash out of contracts and things as well, too. Uh, Even contracts given to us. Um, But there's, like, it's just crazy because, yeah, there's so many different things that pop up for different – some clients care about certain things. They're like, hey, we need to, like, limit the usage in this contract. And um, it's it's like, man, like, things change fast sometimes.
0: Yeah, so when someone limits the usage, do you – Change the price? Or do you think it, that would affect, uh, you know? It like depends when, on the
1: clients. So, so sure. for example, like, if you're working with a national client, like a client like a Coca-Cola or a BMW or something that has, like, um, I think Josh did this with Toyota in particular. Josh had done a shoot for Toyota, and they want to use the images on billboards so, he's basically charging them a fee for every state that they want to use a billboard in. So, it's like, hey, if you want to use it in this state, it's going to cost this much money. If you use and basically, it's that same fee across, mm-hmm. um, but just basically just for billboards, essentially. So, and but some clients, it's like, well, you know, they if there's usage in this contract, they're not going to hire us. So, it is, yeah. they just have unlimited usage.
0: Um, well, let's talk about uh, weddings just because. Yeah, yeah that's uh, what most people are at. Yeah. Um, would you raise the price for an NDA or for,
1: um, yes and no, I actually think I lost a wedding cause I charged an NDA price. Really? Yeah. Last year. So I had a planner call me and the planner was like super nice. And she was like, Hey, we'd love to, um, I have a couple that would love to hire you. They have been sweating and you know, this particular part of Colorado, they love your work. Um, and so they needed an NDA. Um, and so I had said like, hey, that's totally fine. I said but like, if I can't use it, like, is there? A, are you open? How much other photos I can use? And I said, here's like, and I basically gave her. She's like, yeah, let me talk to the couple about that. So basically, give her some pricing, saying, hey, if you like, if it's like full restriction, I like can't use photos anywhere. Here's the price for that, and if I can, if I can work with them to show like ten photos, and like here, here's an additional price for that, uh, and here's like a flat rate, like just if I do it just as it is. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up like never hearing back from the planner and stuff after that. And she had mentioned like, yeah, like we'll see with a couple things about that. And so I, I don't know if that's the reason I lost it, but I think that was definitely a contributing factor to possibly not booking the wedding. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, I'm like, I don't know if I should have charged an NDA price or care. Yeah. Or know. care enough. Like, especially now at this point in my career, it's like, I don't know if I care enough.
0: Like, yeah, if they're paying me,
1: Depending on the, I pay don't me the know rate it. I'm
0: asking for, yeah. like, my at my standard rate, then, like, does it really matter for me? The last time I had to sign one, they didn't even tell me until, like, a week before the wedding. Yeah. I don't know if it was part, like, the planners were just, like, trying to be sneaky or whatever. Yeah. They're cool planners, but she just sent me an email and was like, oh, yeah, here's the NDA. And I was like, oh, yeah, here's the NDA, you know? But it was a week before. I'm not going to fight it. It was a right. huge booking, you know? And so, I was like, in my mind, I was like, listen i i've done I've gotten paid i you know like right. i i'm fine my my website's fine they obviously they bought me or or they booked me based on what's already on my website, right so I have the work to get to a client the, yeah, exactly. again, like this um and so uh so yeah i didn't i signed it and didn't care, but unfortunately, it was literally the best wedding I've ever shot like insane details like in out of this world like the 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 uh rehearsal dinner was probably a couple million dollars yeah. just like just thrown around everywhere it was insane like I remember the DJ was up on this thing and I was like oh this is insane like and I can't show it anywhere or they had like a circus for their after party oh for the wedding like literally people swinging from bars and you know me I'm just going bananas oh, just yeah. like I'm surprised you weren't on one of those bars. I, yeah, I know, right? I showed one of my colleagues. I think, have you seen the wedding? I don't think I have. Uh, I showed him. He was like, hey D, this is the best wedding you've ever shot. He's like, you, this is the best work you've ever done. He's like, it's your magnum opus. I was like, thanks. Because oh. <laughs> I can't show anyone. Yeah. And so that really sucks. But at the same time, they paid me a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm okay. You know, but it was, it's one of those things. It's like, hey, that's it's a thing. You know, I don't want to ever have to deal with any legal issues. So I, Never posted. The planner, right. though, posted a whole bunch of photos, but she blurred out the people. What? I've never seen it before. I was just like... And, and so it, requ- it it. fills the NDA requirement because it doesn't show the likeness of the people. But And I was like, would I ever do that? Could you show the like, details then? Just like I probably can show the details. But I... I in my mind, I don't even want to mess with it. So I just, like, I'm just not going like to show any wedding. Show I any mean, pictures. if
1: it was like Magnum Opus, I'd be hitting him that planet and be like, yo, can I share some details?
0: Yeah, well, she sh- shared details, um, which is fine. I just, I'm not, you know, but she, uh, but it's just weird that I don't think I would do it because she blurred out the people. Right. So I might share some details here and there, but the fact that she was like... Just, I don't even know what some Instagram thing, and she just like put her little finger on it, and the people were blurry, and uh, she's like, "Look at this is amazing venue you're look at this picture of the you know or whatever, and I was like, huh, <laughs> picture <of> integrity <laughs> oh no uh, but whatever, I don't care it's fine now, um, but now it just got me thinking about what's essential in that contract, huh. you know like what are the essentials yeah, yeah, because i I'm glad I have the thing about. You know, the retainer is not refundable. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's essential. But there's some things in there that I don't know that are necessarily essential. I ended up taking a lot of stuff out a couple of years ago, things that talked about, like, uh, I had a lot of stuff in there for album sales. Mm-hmm. and Right, like, sure. So that can be
1: sent... And- in an email probably like here's information about it or whatever here's details but
0: yeah but there was stuff like studio credit and like hey is this gonna be because i just use like the stock gotcha. photography thing that's kind of out in the world so um and then never really did it for myself yeah. and then i was like oh i don't they're like oh there's an arch- archival fee if you don't send me images for your album in time and things like that yeah and i was like i don't even know what this I know what it means but I yeah. don't know if I'm going to use it right. and so I took that kind of stuff out um, but there's definitely a lot of stuff in there that's important there's probably stuff that I don't even know that I need but I just never like need. a hot meal I have a hot meal in there <laughs> do you have a hot meal yeah. in yours but when it doesn't happen I don't actually do anything take them to court yeah <laughs> listen <laughs> they violated the contract you, you could have just bought me McDonald's Ugh, I hate that part of it. Yeah, it
1: but does suck. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's... Uh, if you have any contract questions, hit us up. Because we are going to... It'd be fun to... Try, maybe we should your sister on and ask about contracts. Photographer talk. Ah, contracts. Would your sister come on and talk about contracts?
0: No, she like, would not it. do that. She's very busy. <laughs> She's like a real lawyer, Levi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she would have to, like, study photography contracts. Okay, well, then we're not the, going to have eighty sister on. the state. She, she would. She just, you know, she wouldn't do it. She would just be like, I don't have time How, for that. What
1: if we have a Q&A about contracts where Levi and A don't give legal advice, but just
0: say random stuff? <laughs> Here's that, what we think. That sounds fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can ask her questions and then get back to people. So. <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. It does seem yeah, like a lot of work. Yeah. We're not going to do that. But I do we, like talking to my sister. She's very fun. Uh, dope. Well, we did it. We had an <laughs> episode... Where we talked about things. I feel like we're, we're digressing into more of a photography podcast. <laughs> that, that makes me really sad. <laughs> we, we gotta break it up
1: next week. Yeah. Next week,
0: we have to talk about not photo stuff. Yeah, we need to talk about the world. The world. And
1: talk about this impeachment trial. No. no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about that. All right, we'll catch you next week with non photo stuff. Peace. Peace.